Welcome to Love and Justice, Episode 12, the super serious Sailor Moon podcast, wherein I, Emma Fife, along with my magically awesome co-hosts, Lola Binkard and Kelby Lenorman, discuss an episode of Sailor Moon Crystal in comparison with its previous incarnations. A note about next week's episode. Lola is rehearsing for a play right now, so scheduling podcast time is a little challenging. So next week, instead of discussing the next episode of Crystal, we'll be presenting our very first filler episode. Naturally, we'll be discussing an episode of the 90s anime since Crystal contains no filler episodes and I would argue that Pretty Guardian doesn't either. So before next week, make sure you watch episode 30 of the 90s anime, Grandpa Loses Control, Ray in Danger. It introduces everyone's favorite character, Yuichiro slash Chad. And by everyone, I mean no one. Anyway, back to this episode, we'll be discussing episode 12 of Sailor Moon Crystal, act 12 of the manga, episode 45 of the 90s anime, and episode 48 of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. And I am not ashamed to say I sobbed watching Crystal and Pretty Guardian, and I even almost cried at the 90s anime. Almost. Your blanket. Oh, many blankets. No, it's okay. I'm Are right. you sure? Are you sure? We have yeah, like literally mm-hmm. there are blankets like on the couch. I'm yeah. gonna get you a blanket. Right, I'll take that. I'm I'll your take wife. A blanket. Hey. Sure Thanks, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I would get you a Sailor Moon blanket, but it's folded really nicely on my bed right now. Oh, you so, got that blanket? Yeah. Oh, I got like all Here Sailor Moon stuff for Christmas. But yeah, I got to look at the blanket before. I got the Sailor Moon blanket for Christmas. I gotta see it. It's amazing. But that's a nice blanket, too, that you have on. This is a really soft one. Yeah, it is. It's really soft. (laughs) Kelby is wearing a really soft blanket, and Lola is getting a Game of Thrones blanket. I'm draping you in blankets. (laughs) I don't need to. (laughs) But now I'm a nun. Is she, or, yeah. Just imagine it's like the white wolf pelt cape, whatever, (laughs) like for the, the house Stark. Dear, dear internet, I mean, I, I am do, helpful and kind. I do own a dire wolf now, so it's true. You <laughs> do. do. It's true. You do. I took her to my mom's house last night because we were talking about wedding things, and mm. you know she's already significantly bigger, bigger. than when mm-hmm. we brought her over last time. And my mom was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> who is that dog?" <laughs> oh, here, hold on. Let me get bundled. Okay. Here we go. For the audience at home, I'm taking an adorable selfie. <laughs> Imagine it with the power of the radio. <laughs> we'll put it on the Facebook later. Yeah, it's great. Now, here's the thing, guys. Uh, they really could have used blankets like we have here. Or, oh, maybe they forgot that one of them can create fire in this episode <laughs> of the 90s anime. <laughs> oh, of my Man. fucking God. You didn't. <laughs> oh, did you really? Uh, your, your segue powers are bad. turned. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm less emotionally distraught right now than I was. <laughs> I wanted to take, like, all kinds of, like, fun selfie pictures, whatever, to, like, put on our social media stuff, but I was like, I cried off all of my makeup <laughs> not watching the 90s anime. No. No, no. Though, to be fair, we're talking about um, episode 45 of the 90s anime, and that one did have some nice emotional moments. It did, it yeah, did. but for the most part, I was bored. I kind of agree with you, and the reason that it was boring was because the main premise of this episode are each of the girls squaring off basically one-to-one against these villains 
who we have never met before. No. And we are not the least bit oh, invested oh, in. Oh, um, so, uh, <laughs> um, the Dee Dee girls. Yeah, which are the which aforementioned are the villains, villains. For this. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote this down, mm -hmm. but I wrote down that they look like Pornographic sky dancers. <gasps> well, oh, I mean, like the toys that yeah. spun around that they stopped making because they were actually like slapping people yeah. with yeah. harm. Oh, yeah. I had several of those. I had one too, and it got melted in the car. Oh, oh, wow. I don't know what happened to mine. I I, yeah, all I know is well. they got discontinued because like they were they like were projectile <laughs> weapons. So but, people were like, "Hey, are you playing with your toy?" Oh God, <laughs> my eyes. They were. They were. They were fairies that they had like wing arms. And yeah. you put them on a base and you pulled a string and they basically like helicopter propelled yeah. themselves. So yeah, think yeah, yeah. of like a plastic fairy <laughs> with propeller arms just going ring, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's the toy. That is that exactly is what that toy was. But, but now think of it like a pornographic villain and that's the Dee Dee Girls that, from this yeah. 90s That's episode. accurate. That is 100% accurate. Um, also, they, is it just me or did they have like bug eyes? Like they didn't have like people bit. eyes. Yeah, no, they, I felt they like they had like bug eyes They didn't have like irises too. and pupils. Yeah. It was just like single color, like giant bug eyes. Yeah, they did. But they um, totally did. The, this episode started... Um, in in a state of mind of, hey kids, you really care about this dramatic thing that's happening, but they used oh the my same God. wacky yes. music. Uh, it, it was the same wacky music. Um, and yeah, if they were going for a dramatic episode, I might have chosen different intro music. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like in the last episode how they didn't switch to like Sailor Moon's regular transformation music in the midst of a really emotional moment. Yeah. Exactly. They just kept the exact same music playing and she transformed. They didn't change the music at all. They were already in the middle of that music and then they just had, they timed her transformation beautifully like with a dramatic rise in the music. Right. And it worked extremely well. Yeah. The, it, it, the, the mm. 90s, it was it was really jarring how it went from like you care about this dramatic serious scene. I mean, because literally back to the opening credits, I mean, da, any, da, da, and now back to the. If drama. anyone's yeah. not watching the '90s anime as we're going through this podcast, like. Every episode of the 90s anime starts with a, here's what's going to happen on this yeah. episode of Sailor Moon. So, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Hey, did you find that annoying? That's, <laughs> that's what exactly that's the actual what happens. Like. Um, so, yeah, it starts with that music playing and Usagi explaining what's going to happen on that episode. So, we are seeing these dramatic scenes yeah. of the girls fighting the DD girls and literally getting dying. killed, dying. Yeah. Um, that music is playing. Can yeah. you say, one, spoilers, right. and two, Wacky music <laughs> while our heroines are literally murdered. Right. Well, only that. So it starts with this intro of, it's like, this is clearly going to be a dramatic episode, but we have this weird, wacky elevator music playing. And then the first scene is Usagi making dinner. Yep. Like we established yeah. in the last episode, which was when they had the whole multidimensional chaos world kerfuffle <laughs> and ended up on the moon of the past. <laughs> Like at the end of it, they get out and you're like, yes, it's they're going down, going directly yeah. to the dark kingdom. Do not pass. Go. Do not collect $200. Yeah. Like go fight Queen Beryl. Right. Nope. No. Usagi no. went home to make dinner. Yep. It was like an anticlimactic version of 
the end of Madoka when everybody has to go to like the shelters. You know how in Madoka, like yeah. when Walpishnacht or whatever it is, Valpurgishnacht, like, yeah, like is is starting and everybody has to go to the storm shelter. Yeah, the storm shelter and. There is a great scene with Madoka and her family in that. Like, I like the idea of there being a scene of the heroine with her family before like, the shit big, goes down. Yeah, yeah. But this, this not was this not, way. This was not it. No, this was not, not presented as a dinner of like this might be the be last, my last meal dinner. I have with That's my family. A, yeah. no, I even love you Usagi all. didn't like have that that sense. It's, no, yeah. not only that. It's not even a moment of like mm. I love you. It's a moment of her being like. I'm an annoying asshole and I made dinner and everyone's like, this meal is horrible. Yeah. That's the That's yeah. it. That's the scene. That's it. Uh, that's it. It serves zero purpose. And, uh, well, and then after that, it, it's all of them gathered at the Hikawa shrine and they're going to go to point D. Yeah. And but it's just Luna and Artemis having exposition. Their yeah. exposition yeah. is yelling at each other. They pretty much are. And they just, it's this piece of information like <laughs> let me break this down for you there is this whole scene of a comedy bit of Usagi making a horrible dinner and her family pretending to eat it and it's bad mm-hmm. um, then all of a sudden we have Luna and Artemis and they're like okay everybody we gotta go to the shrine because we found the entrance to the Dark Kingdom right but yeah. we already found the entrance to the Dark Kingdom yeah. in the last episode in I that thought. weird through Mexican the Italian restaurant, restaurant. Oh, yeah. Italian restaurant. Yeah. it's just yeah. like Really like, hey, so the thing is here and we got to do the thing and we're going to go to the thing and we're going to do the thing because we got to give you information because we used up so much time on that cooking bit that we <laughs> have to be exposition and, and I wrote, I wrote down that I felt really weird about like going back to real life after something so traumatic happened beforehand? No, I agree. It made it's absolutely so no sense. It's so jarring. It would have been one thing if all of these scenes had happened at the beginning of the last episode before they yeah. ever went mm-hmm. through the multidimensional chaos right, world. Right. <laughs> but are you talking about the, the multidimensional chaos? Yes. The multidimensional Not chaos world. A. No. No. The, the one and only. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I, I agree. Like it's it, just it was really very weird. it was very, very weird. And then mm-hmm. so it's exposition cats are us. Yeah. And then <laughs> And then I, they ditch out on the, the restaurant idea from the last episode. I and know. they're like, We're gonna go straight to the thing. Yeah. yeah, and all of a sudden they're gonna teleport there. So why was right. the restaurant? What a was thing? the point of the restaurant and the like crystal caves? See, I get confused about so which know. episode the restaurant is in because it's mm-hmm. important sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't exist at all. Yeah, it really is in this episode as if we none of that there. happened. Yeah. yeah, it's madness. It, I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like they added the last episode in when they went, oh shoot, we should probably yeah. like resolve the whole silver millennium yeah. thing. Ugh. And also Kunzite's still alive. So that's a problem. Yeah. Okay. I wrote yeah. a note and I need people to remind me of mm-hmm. what this comes from because I have already repressed the first half of this episode. Yeah, me too. Um, I wrote the note. Why did they fuck up the street? They're not gargoyles. Oh wait, when they- Did somebody trash a street? Oh no, no, no. When they teleport- to the North that's, Pole. That's what it is. Their teleportation oh. breaks the shrine. Thank oh, that's so right. much. It cracks the ground. It does. In in a, a way that reminded me of when gargoyles would climb buildings. Yeah. In oh, gargoyles yeah. And gargoyles. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So for some here. reason, when they teleport away from the shrine, we just fuck up the whole sidewalk. Yeah, there's a big pit in the side. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, You're my welcome. God. Which I is, was looking at it and I was like. Which is something that like I could be on board with if we had seen even their attacks 
be the do least that. bit destructive up to this point. But they right. haven't been. They're no. sparkly and twinkly. Yeah. They're sparkly stock footage. Um, also, the reason why the urgency is happening is we are just told Metallia's about to be resurrected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why and how? I don't have an answer for that. In fact, I think the only one that really explains why Metallia is being resurrected most clearly is Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, to to be totally honest. Yeah. I mean, in the manga and in Sailor Moon Crystal, like, you get that, like, the silver crystal resurfacing is definitely, like, fueling Metallia because, like, that is a tremendous energy source and so Metallia is, like, tapping into that. But, like, in Pretty Guardian, we see more of a direct correlation between the two, and they very explicitly are like, when you feel bad things, then the silver crystal makes Metallia yeah. stronger. And yeah. that Metallia, mm-hmm. when she is super powerful, is comparable mm-hmm. to a crystal that is compromised by someone yeah. who's angry. Yeah, yeah, totally, completely. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand Metallia uh, in this at all. Sometimes Metallia is a Pokemon. Sometimes <laughs> Metallia is like a disembodied yeah. nerds with a mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Was it? And apparently she's been resurrected from something, <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Somewhere? That has never been the plot. Which? Really? Which incarnation mm-hmm. of Metallia is the one that wants uh, Endymion's this, sweet, sweet earth This one. It's this, this one. This one. Okay. Mm-hmm. She wants She wants to put uh, his sweet, sweet pee in her uh, <laughs> intestinal mouth V. <laughs> That's so graphic. That's so disgusting. <laughs> you are free to cut that out. <laughs> That might no, be the grossest thing I've ever in. said. It's staying. St- they need to know who we are for real. You signed up for this, ladies and gentlemen. This is who we are. Uh, I have just coated you all in a light layer of gross. <laughs> um, I had a moment when, um, because obviously the Shitano are gone, and in instead manga, yeah. of giving us any complex layer in the 90s anime mm-hmm. of like villain, um, I mean, they ignored most of the source material. Why couldn't they have kept the Shitano around? I don't know. Um, I, don't I had either. Because yeah. I like the idea behind this episode of like boss fights and all of the, the girls, girls getting die off, off one by one. By one. one yeah. and but essentially sacrificing but we're themselves. But fi- we're fighting Playboy bunny sky dancers. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine how much more this would mean if they were fighting the, the Shitano? So oh. much more. I mean, I had actually sort of hoped that... Sailor Moon Crystal might have latched onto this story, but replaced the DD girls with the Shitano. And that would have been amazing. Amazing. Um, The the thought that popped into my head when she's like, DD girls appear is um oh, what is that? Um also what why are they called the Dee Dee Girls? I don't know. Like, wow. When you brought up pornographic sky dancers, I was like, "Is it? Does this have to do with their breast size?" Like, maybe. What is um the what is that YouTube? The po- most popular girls in school. The one with the Barbies. The one with the Barbies? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. The thought yeah. that I had. The thought that I had, and I believe I said it out loud, is a quote from that <laughs> you show. Did. When they show up, I went, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> We're actually catch a Dorian of us watching the door. We're the Didi girls. We're new. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the problem is that these villains are Ash- literally around for one episode. Ashley Catchadorian was not watching the door and the Didi girls they got into the bathroom. They came yeah. in. Wait, what do you mean she's watching the door? I thought she was in charge of snacks. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. They're pointless. Like, there's no. Yeah, she's like, we Queen Barrel is basically like, we need to take care of some business. And then the Dee Dee girls are like, we'll handle it. Did anyone ask for some stock villains that you have no emotional connection to? That's exactly what it is. It's like they showed up just for a boss fight. And I feel, are these the first Yoma that have like come out of the group of minions? Yeah, I so mean, yeah. Do all these of are the min- first ones that weren't, like, summoned by Ashitano. Right, so then do all of the minions hanging out back there look like Playboy bunnies? Oh, man. Based on their silhouettes, I feel that there are a variety of shapes and sizes, but I don't know because they are always in the shadows. That's, what if they're all yeah. a bunch of hot babes wearing spooky <laughs> robes? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> and then they throw off the robes and they look like sexy sky yeah, dancers. Grandma, it's me. Surely. Anastasia. Surely one or two of them look like putties from Power Rangers, though. Like, if the Guardian <laughs> Sailor Moon has taught uh, us anything. Yes. <laughs> Some of them are definitely just recycled putties wearing Grim Reaper robes. <laughs> uh, most definitely. Uh, yeah. No, the Dee Dee girls are garbage. I have nothing uh, else to yeah, say about them. I don't true. care about them. Um, while these these um, Dee Dee girls are appearing and no mm-hmm. one gives mm-hmm. a shit, mm-hmm. um, our, our heroines are in, in a, the North Pole. They're at the North Pole and they did not bring jackets. No. Right. And they're all shivering and freezing. They knew they were going they, to the North exactly, Pole. That is yeah. the thing is they knew. The entrance point was in the I North Pole. I refuse to believe that your powers couldn't conjure you a winter version of your, of your outfit. outfit. If you I really agree. tried, oh, I would have liked to have seen that. I know. Just cheerleaders have a winter option. Yeah, I, I feel like the sailor century like, would have a winter option. Yeah. I think that's legit. Yeah. Why didn't they bring those? Right. Uh, also, Ray can make fire. It's true. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like let's let's not forget that one of us can yeah. instantly magically create fire. That's, also yeah. also if you found some some wood lightning could strike it and yeah, make it also, it also, also have fire. Yeah. Oh my god. We have many ways of keeping water. Or warm. if you control water maybe you could make the snow reflect mm-hmm. away from you. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot of solutions, none of which they used. Instead, (laughs) they just shivered and then started seeing mirages. So basically, this whole chain of boss fights starts with Usagi seeing like a mirage of tuxedo mask strung up on a pole. I don't don't know. know. Here's the I'm so he was more or less crucified. I'm so annoyed. With that whole bit. Because it's like <laughs> obviously a trap. I know. And even the even the other girls are like Usagi. It's clearly a trap. Usagi, don't be a moron. It's a trap. But she's like, I know, but then like <sighs> but he's over there. And it's like, no, no he's not. And, then, and you just said you know that it's a trap. And so she falls, what are you she doing? She falls for it more than once. No, and I, the I, others well, start well to aware. fall for it. it the makes others so get mad. Yeah, only Ami is like I know that yeah, this is a trap. This is not going down. Everyone else is like, whoa, that's not Tuxedo Mask, that's a trap. Oh, it's Motoki. Oh, it's it's my fourth grade boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my puppy. Like, yeah, yeah, literally, like oh, not- look, it's a delicious candy bar. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be different things. You're going to fall for it every yeah, time. Every time. Yeah. It's like, who yeah. else is out here? Yeah. Nobody. the only one who's like, I'm going to analyze this. Yeah. No, you're a goddamn DD girl. The, yeah. One of them, one of the illusions in that initial moment, like, I can't remember if it was Motoki or if it was, I think it was Tuxedo Mask. I think it had shifted back into being tuxedo mask at that point had like vines come bursting through his chest that was yeah. and at that point I was like oh this is on yeah so I got excited about that like if it had stayed like super creepy like that then it yeah. would have been okay totally. well and honestly I I did kind of enjoy the like 
death scenes of all of those, the sailors. Yeah, those were really compelling. But like, yeah. But in between all of them is boring um, as shit because we're just trekking across. the And snow. not only that. Usagi is so, is so irritating. irritating in this episode. Like, when I watch this, I'm like, I understand why I did not like her mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was watching the 90s anime. Yeah. I um, did not like her the end. Let, yeah. um, Didn't like her. Side note, um, just let me take you away to a different story for a second. In <laughs> Jason X, which is set in space, oh my there God. is a moment. Yeah. Bear with me. Bear with me. Uh, there's a it. moment okay. when a character, after they thaw Jason out, I'm not, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, right. He, he is scared. And then Jason looks at a machete and the guy hands him the machete and goes, you guys, it's okay. He, he just, just wanted, wanted his, his machete back. back. Yeah. Um, that is about Usagi's logic because yeah. the DD girls are like, give us the crystal. And she's like, guys, if I give them the crystal, it's going to be okay. Yeah. No, it, it won't because no. they're villains. Yeah. No, yeah. It, this is, this is literally a moment that I refer to as a machete moment based entirely on having seen that movie yeah. where a character who knows that something isn't going to solve anything is like, yeah. if I give a thing to a guy, they won't do the thing that they're definitely going to, to do. do anyway. Yeah. This is a machete moment. I agree with you. And that is her throughout the entire episode is like every single time one of her friends bites the dust. Right. Instead of being like, I got to like work hard and make sure that their deaths aren't in vain. She gets more and more like pathetic. Yeah, she does. And I mean, like, I, I am not one for confrontation. I am the biggest wuss in the entire world. However, if somebody was like beaten up on my friends, let alone murdering them mm-hmm. before my very eyes, I think I would fly into a rage mm-hmm. and start killing some bitches. Yeah. It, Pretty well, sure. Yeah. Like your response would be, I'm going to help stop what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her response is to sit down and yeah. cry. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when one of them uh, falls, yeah. then everyone's like, get up. And she's like, and then they move on. Yeah. And then yeah. something else happens and she sits down again. It's, um, uh, the thing that is frustrating about that is I remember seeing this episode and really loving it because it was the first time that we were seeing the con, like death. Yeah. This is the first Even time though, there were don't consequences. Don't forget, Lola, they we didn't yeah, die. We don't call it that. In the Deke 90s. Right. We, no. don't, we don't say Actually, that. Actually, you didn't really see their death scenes. Like, basically, they all got captured by the negaverse yeah. like, it was like yeah they were like yeah. in a coma yeah but yeah. we all knew what the well was of course we yeah, all knew yeah, what yeah. was happening but this yeah. is the first time that we we ever saw a fight and with serious consequences with serious consequences yeah. where people were um unconscious people mm-hmm. were down right. and it was like mm-hmm. we have to go on without them yeah, yeah. it yeah. wasn't like let's team up and do a thing it was like i'm gonna hold them off we all know i'm going to die yeah mm-hmm. Um, yep. and to, and to, well, make something like that noble thing obnoxious by having Sailor Moon consistently giving up yeah. is so infuriating. And, and on top of all of that, if she had not taken that stance of, I give up, you can have the crystal, just stop killing my friends, then honestly, Sailor Venus and Sailor Mars might have made it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because Sailor Venus gets killed because Usagi is sitting there crying and she yeah. jumps and pushes her out of the way. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> and maybe maybe her being like, fuck it, take the crystal, stop mm-hmm. murdering my friends, would be like a really emotional, powerful thing if she 
wasn't so goddamn useless every other time. Yeah. In, in the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, although I am going to say out of this fight, as much mm-hmm. as Usagi is a useless piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who watches Korra and understands lava bending, yeah. this episode oh, yeah, establishes this episode establishes that lava benders mm-hmm. are pretty powerful. Um, Sailor Mercury trumps lava bending. Yes, yeah. he does. It was cool. It was pretty cool. Dear lava benders, yeah. Sailor Mercury <laughs> is all up on your biz. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked Sailor Mercury's death a lot. It was it was great. Amazing. She was so good. Yeah, and she's like, you not you need to leave me because you're gonna need your superior attacking powers. Yeah, I'm defensive. You're offensive. Yeah, yeah. she. It's amazing. She's the. I feel she, like Sailor Mercury is one of the best things about the 90s, the 90s anime. anime. Yeah, they, is, they, they oh. screwed with her character the least. Yeah, I feel. I I agree with that. Um, can anyone tell me <laughs> why I have written down the phrase? The king of hell will rip out your tongue. Yes, because Usagi says that to who is it? Who it might be. Uh, I can't remember which one of the girls. I think it's down to just Sailor Mars at that point. Yeah. And uh, and Sailor Mars is like, yeah, I'm going to come back for sure. And she's like, well, no, no, no. You can't say that. If you're lying, it, lying's bad. The king of hell will rip out your tongue. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> they uh, yeah. they don't say that in the redub uh, yeah. that I was watching. I don't think Deke's a big fan of Kings oh, no, of Hell I wa- ripping no, out your I wasn't, tongues. I wasn't watching the '90s dub. I was watching the redub. Oh shit! Oh, you know what? It was to because uh, uh, I have the same note written down, <laughs> and, I, and it's right after I wrote, "Okay, Makoto's death is badass." So it was af- it was to Ami that she says it uh, when Ami's staying behind. Oh, because like, Ami's like, "I'll, I'll catch up, up with she you." She says, "I promise I won't die. I'll catch up with you." Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Uh, yeah. In the redub, they definitely don't say that. <laughs> y- yeah. I, I've. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, man. Man. Um, and then as much as Mars is a piece of shit She's in most great of the series, this. Uh, her fire attack so cool. yeah. in this is so cool. So metal. I did, however, write down Sailor Mars as a sociopath. <laughs> I, all, oh, my God. I also literally wrote down Mars is a sociopath. <laughs> well, because it's oh, like... Man. Cause she is, Did she's I? like, she's no, so. Like, where were you, Kelby? <laughs> where were you with the sociopath bit? I wrote cold blooded Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I'll close take enough. It. Close enough. Close enough. Well, because it is, she's like so manipulative. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Mercury. <laughs> Mercury slapped Asagi, by the way. In this oh episode. yeah, she did. But it, it was Mercury's what? turn it was to better, slap the shit out of her. But it was better done in this episode and she wasn't yeah. slapping her over a boy she really no. was because that's the thing is when Ray slapped her initially you're like oh she's like Usagi you gotta get your yeah. shit together but, but she's no, like she's not she's mad about tuxedo this boy sacrificed himself for you and I like him and I'm better than you yeah which was not what happened with yeah. Sailor Mercury right. in this episode um I just <laughs> thought it was funny that everyone's slapping the shit out of Usagi yep. and she is not coming not to her senses not getting it I mean nope. I mean I, I being a child from the South, I only had to be hit once to stop doing something. Mm-hmm. Just, just saying. Yeah. Um, well, it's the, not until all of her friends are smack, dead. And smacked her at she some point. She literally has to run out of friends before she starts yeah. doing Yeah. And then they have to appear to her as Jedi ghosts before she gets it together. That's true. Yeah, because she's just like uh, sitting in a field <laughs> of tripping snow. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, the wow, music man. sounds like uh, the piano it's from garbage. a lounge at a fancy mall. It's garbage. 
Yeah, the music in the '90s anime. I is just not don't understand. It bothers it's me. Not great as like a musical score nerd. This this score bothers this twinkly me twang. so much. That's what I call it now. I call it twinkly twang. It's what it is though. It's this weird, understated. Yeah, I agree. Elevator music. Then oh, like yeah. it has zero emotion. It's yeah. just there to fill a space. And it's not like this is the music that was cool at the time. Like no, nobody it's not. was checking in yep. with the kids. No, not at all. Not no. at all. No. Which one. is why yep. I think mm-hmm. the the Deke version actually got something right because their music is really good. Yeah, no, the the soundtrack for that version is fantastic. I mean, that soundtrack was created out of necessity because yeah. they cut the show up so much right. but it is great it's yeah. really good like i remember uh the the p the really sad piano mm-hmm. bit that is technically tuxedo masks mm-hmm. theme that they wrote mm-hmm. for the deke version and then they make it a slow sad piano thing yeah the when, one the one that to me sounds a little bit like uh the love theme from the franco zeffirelli yeah, version yeah, of romeo the, and juliet do, 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 do. and then yeah, there's exactly. like a wind chime do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. I'm pretty sure that's the music that plays during. It this. is, yeah, but it's slow and, it's and so sad. Yeah, fucking yeah. sad. Yeah, the the music in the Deke dub is far superior so good. and much more. It invokes a lot more emotion than yeah, this than twinkly this twang, weird, yeah, yeah, janky ass music. Yeah, uh, yep. But then I so basically. All of the Sailor Sunshine get killed. Usagi is... And they take one of the DD girls with them every time. Yes, they do. They each take a DD girl with them, uh, except that Sailor Mars takes out two of them. Yeah, she, she does. does. Which was she pretty cool. Which was pretty yeah, cool. girl. But then she dies and was like, Usagi, you're right. I should have kissed Yuchiro. And I was like, no, nobody should ever no, do that. No, okay. Nope. No. No, nobody's last words. <laughs> nobody's last word should be, I should have kissed Chad. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's no. last oh, words. Oh, Chad. Have, get some standards, girl. <laughs> Don't worry. He'll find some other girlfriend to man the merch table for his <laughs> shitty band. Uh, yeah. Wow. And then she's sitting in a field. All these Jedi ghosts appear to her. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'm going to go fight. Queen Beryl now. All uh, of a sudden, she's like, I'm going to do something. I ha- yeah, all my friends are dead. I guess yeah. I'm going to go save the world. And then and then the last thing I wrote was, why does Endymion always have to go back to that cocoon? Because once yes, again, what is in there? We see him in that like. And it's not even like a winter soldier moment where we have to, no. where we have to wipe him and reprogram him. And him every time. No, because he's not getting his memories back. No, he's not. So, so why, why is, is why? he in the tanning bed of doom? I, I don't know. I don't either. He's also He's, hooked up to IV bags for some inexplicable I, I, reason. Uh, yeah. Is there liquid evil in the IV bags? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe off screen we're missing scenes of him like starting to become a good guy again. And Maybe. so Queen Barrel's like Maybe. back into the tanning bed of doom you go. I <laughs> but I don't want to go to the tanning bed. <laughs> anyway, that's I, basically what happens. Yeah. Is, is, and Demian always gets shoved back into the into tanning, the tanning bed get, of doom. Get the Again, re- reinfected with UV rays of sounds like one of the pod racers out of episode one. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, man. And, yeah, I'm... I mean, there's really nothing good about this episode except, like, 
the death scenes the are kind death of emotional. Scenes. That's the death it, though. scenes and the attacks. And their attacks are suddenly, like, and, and way more badass. Like, I loved Sailor Jupiter's attack when yeah. she was, like, caught oh, up in the vines. And, and she's like, everyone. whatever, I'm going to electrocute everyone. Oh, yeah. the fact, Except the for fact that Usagi, she was, though. Yeah. Like, it's episode 46. We're Did still it? using Moon Tiara. I don't even remember her attacking she, in this episode. She used Moon Tiara. All right. It's, I, it's episode fucking 46. I, yeah. Let's yeah. get a, if only we had a new attack. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> coming coming back to the thing where one of my favorite things mm-hmm. in this show is apparently Jupiter mm-hmm. using lightning. Yeah, it's the fact that she gets tied up with vines and she she goes, "Oh, wow, you're going to you're going to try to electrocute me?" That's adorable. adorable. And then she just torches yeah. them with electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Like she got the most screen uh, time in her battle and uh, I thought hers was great and it was her great. her death was pretty rad where she was like impaled on yeah. that on that icicle. Yeah. I think out it was of grim. all of the it. attacks, Venus got robbed. Yeah, she yeah, did. She didn't really, really get a cheap. chance to do much. No, because yeah. she just like crescent beams that other one's face. Uh huh. And I loved that. how resourceful Ami was, like breaking the jewel on the head. Yeah, of one oh, of the DD yeah. girls with her little with computer. Her yeah, 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 it was, that cool. was cool. Well, the fact that oh, like oh, just to talk about that for a minute, like this moment mm-hmm. where she. Uh, and you see this even in the, the the 90s you see it with with Ami where she uses logic in mm-hmm. ways that you wouldn't think that's a weapon and she analyzes the the DD girl mm-hmm. and she closes down her computer and she goes well I guess this is the last time I need this and you think she's giving up and then she clearly has analyzed her and so she picks up that computer and, and just smashes her face smashes mm-hmm. her face in the spot that she analyzed yeah. Yeah. and kills her with a computer so cool that was, was awesome cool. yeah but that's yeah, the I only mean, good it, thing it, about the it episode. It has its moments, it. but overall, it's, I mean, the crux of it is Usagi whining and th- these girls fighting villains that you don't care, care about, about at and all. And their, their attacks are at mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. end, ending point towards the mm-hmm. end of this, this season. These attacks aren't even close to what the girls start with in, in Crystal. In Crystal, no, no. It's so true. And I mean, especially like... In the last episode, like we just saw, like next level attacks for um, Sailor Mars and Sailor Venus, mm-hmm. like who were really like throwing down trying to get that crystal back. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, one of the the things that um, episode twelve of Crystal, which we're talking about, that happens right at the beginning is so in the last episode, Sailor Jupiter had been uh, hypnotized by Evil Endymion, right, right. and she was unconscious because she got thrown against a pillar <laughs> and it leads right back in in this episode with her having transformed and shooting lightning at Endymion and it's so yeah. great <laughs> and then she stands up and she's like sorry I'm back in the fight yeah like she was like I got thrown against a pillar I'm awake time to go it was yeah. totally cool and then Ami like gains the ability to create like a kekai like a barrier like they have an X <sighs> yeah. The, the yeah yeah series yeah. by Which, clamp yeah and they like go to this Ugh. other like subspace to like prevent the uh, secret HQ underground from base from yeah, yeah being destroyed right. I, I really, really hate cool. that I'm about to reference this but I also point to it as the only time mm-hmm. that the Twilight series got interesting <gasps> um mm-hmm. The the series that did nothing with its heroine, um, the one thing mm-hmm. that Bella does in the fourth book is figure out that she can make that she shields. can make force fields. But here's and the she thing. uses it. Once, I didn't and get that's that the far. End. The and it was bullshit. Is, but the thing is, though, that that power <laughs> is so we the way they handle that. Va- I mean, we're going mm-hmm. off top, but the way they handle vampires in that series is so 
not close to any other any folklore other that we've been set up. Yeah. But I mean, like, her creating force fields, I was like, and now the fucking aliens are gonna land and we all get abducted and yeah. go to a vampire planet, live happily exactly. ever. Exactly. Like, I mean, I mean I wouldn't, that would not surprise just, me. Like, seeing the future, reading minds, I'm like, that's vampire shit. Mm-hmm. Creating force fields. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck no. is happening? Uh, See, I, I feel like but here's the thing. I feel like force fields tend to be in the realm of women who are uh, kind of mm-hmm. underestimated as characters. Mm-hmm. Sue Storm can do force fields. Right. Yeah. Um, Violet, can do force fields. Violet from Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's something that tends to be like, oh, it's a passive thing. And we see in Crystal mm-hmm. that it's not really, she's like, she proactively is like, I forget, I'm going to save like, this thing that's yeah, happening. Yeah. She figures out how to do this thing. Like, I just think it's really interesting that characters who are seen as not aggressive characters yeah. are like one of their their transformative experiences is using protective mm, magic yeah. Yeah. as an offense. Mm-hmm. Well, and basically she creates this sort of protective dimension so that they can continue their battle with Beryl, who showed mm-hmm. up at the end of the last episode. And I, Beryl is crazy. Oh my God. She's so scary. She has Medusa Ugh. from Marvel powers. She does. Yeah, yeah. She like entwines everyone in, in her, her hair. hair. Also, um, have you ever read Spirals? Yeah. Spiral. Uzumaki. Mm. Uzumaki. Uh, it's, it's like a that. Japanese horror comic. Oh and there God. is an entire, no, an entire issue of it about people whose hair becomes huge and strangles things and sucks out their life. Yeah. So this was terrifying. I had for a me Vietnam flashback because I yeah. was like, it spirals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I agree with you. I was right there with you. I was like, nope, nope. Yeah. Can't go back there. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go um, back also, there. Beryl has actual motivation. Yes. She does. Yeah. I mean that that was something I wrote was like Beryl's a victim too. And that's the thing is that like even going into fighting her, mm-hmm. like Venus recognizes her and she's like, right. oh, she's the woman who brought all the death yeah. and destruction, but she's not like it was Beryl. She's like, that was the main person that was being controlled right. by the big bad evil, which yeah. is Natalia. And she's like, this is not mm-hmm. working. Like, this is not going to yeah, end well that, for that, you. And that's what they try to, that, the sales they literally try to reason with her. They're like, Beryl, Natalia is not going to give you what you want. No. Like, and Beryl's like, ha ha, whatever. I don't even need Natalia. And it's like, no, 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 Beryl, yeah. you can't yeah. control Natalia. Girl, Girl, no. <laughs> you are being controlled by Natalia yeah. and you don't even know. And let's just as a, a side note um, mm-hmm. from the 90s anime where every girl is tearing every other girl apart mm-hmm. in this moment where this is a villain, all of these girls in this room mm-hmm. who are her enemies yeah. are still trying to help her. Yeah. They, they really kind of are. When they realize she's one of them and they're like, oh, right. you are one of us in the past life yeah. and you caused all this like. We're well, still going to try to help you and right. solve this. Which you were funny. reincarnated just like we were. Totally. And, and and that was why, even though I liked in the manga, just because I'm a big Sailor Venus fan, I liked that in the manga, like, Sailor Venus got the sword and she stabbed Beryl and yeah. she saved everybody. In this, Venus still, what like, conjured the sword to her yeah, hand when yeah, they were yeah. all wrapped up in Beryl's mm-hmm. hair. And she gets angry and she conjures the sword to her hand. She cuts Beryl's hair and sets everybody free. Right. And then Usagi's the one who actually takes the sword for the yeah. final fight with Beryl. Which I kind of like that more though. I actually, no, I didn't mind that at all. And and I sort of expected that because Usagi was the one who ended up with the sword in La Reconquista. Yeah. So like, I wasn't expecting them to keep Venus right. stabbing Beryl. And on top of that, I kind of liked them targeting the necklace. I, yeah. I kind of liked the, yeah. the necklace as the source of Natalia's mm-hmm. power 
that is controlling Beryl. Mm -hmm. Because you almost got the impression that they thought that in breaking the necklace, they might set free her, her free. They weren't yeah. really out to kill her. Right. They thought they were helping. They Exactly. They thought they were helping. This this version of Sailor Moon, uh, in terms of the fights, and the reason the fights are so dynamic in Crystal, is the fact that we actually, and I think a lot of people don't realize this, this is the first time that we really see the girls taking hits. Yeah. In the yeah. 90s, it's oh, yeah. tableaus. It's oh, shots yeah, of yeah. them like, mm-hmm. whoa, and an explosion. Yeah. And and it's sort of like these like freeze frames. And then we see them like on the ground, like, oh my goodness, and I got punched. Yeah. And in this one, we see people get slammed into walls. Yeah. Um, uh, Mamaru is shooting energy out of his hands, like mm-hmm. goddamn Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And people are like, they get beat up and it makes it so much more profound when they get back up and keep going Mm -hmm. when you're seeing them in a knockdown drag out fight absolutely which you do in in pretty guardian sailor moon as well it's just the 90s anime the fights were so there was so much stock footage and they were so just kind of like tame and cutesy you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i agree that there's just like so much more of an impact with the battles in this and i and i loved that ending of Beryl's storyline in this because that's something that I think people who have not read the manga probably found extremely surprising Mm -hmm. is like this is not the end of this story arc and Beryl dies in this episode Mm -hmm. yeah so basically in this one Sailor Moon manages to like activate the power of the silver crystal and channel it into the sword momentarily Mm -hmm. to break the the necklace necklace that's on Beryl's neck that is Metallica's power yeah and I read it once again as they actually were trying to help her, but Beryl was so far gone yeah, so that corrupted. she was actually living on Metalia's energy. And once she lost that, she became a weird mummy thing. Yeah, well, and yeah. and it wasn't as graphic as it was in the manga. It gets after, real graphic because after Sailor Venus stabs her, she it's like the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> like she like it's dissolves and. It's yeah. like it is again the Ark of the Covenant in Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Like just there's a melts. lot of skin melting off of skeletons in yeah, the Sailor Moon manga. It's pretty scary. Whereas in this, she just crumbles to dust. And I thought it was crazy and creepy how like her hand started looking yeah. super old and gnarled. It, it reminded me of uh, Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When the future, yeah. when the future Master Pycelle yeah <laughs> drinks out of the yes. wrong cup. drinks out of the wrong cup and shrivels up in front of yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, or when like uh, Mother Gothel. In uh, <gasps> Rapunzel falls out of the yeah. tower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. But we do also get Beryl's full backstory in the midst of her death. Yeah. Oh, it's so uh, good. Where she explains that, you know, the reason that she was susceptible to Metallia was because she was in love with Endymion. Yeah. And mm. she uh, just always watched him and wanted to be with him. And she thought legitimately that this time she was, was going to have a chance. Yeah. She was just so uh, a poor little nothing, and this dark power was mm-hmm. like, I can give you everything you that ever you ever wanted. Yeah. yeah. And that's why she's not this way because she was like, I want to be a monster. No. She had a thing that she wanted, and it was corrupted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. And I know yeah. that it may be like cliche or whatever to have it be unrequited love, but I mean, there's, there's a reason that we see that repeated mm-hmm. in a lot of stories, and it's because it's powerful. I think yeah. everybody at some point in their life has you know, thought that they loved someone who didn't 
love, love them, them back. back. I just it's... wanted to do anything they could to have yeah, 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 exactly. Right. It doesn't even have to be like a person. It's just like wanting a thing that you can't have. And, and I think that we've all had thoughts of like, I would, I would do anything to have yeah, that yeah. thing. And that's exactly what Beryl did. And it went not very badly well. for her. Yeah. Very badly for her. Right. <laughs> um, but. So, yeah, so they defeat Beryl, mm-hmm. and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, now in the manga, it was Sailor Venus who stabbed yeah, Beryl, and, and then, the force of it, like, kind of yeah. knocked her out. And then Mamoru kidnaps, kidnaps her. her and goes to the Dark, Dark Kingdom, Kingdom. Uh, which I sort of missed the scene of him, like, stealing Sailor Venus and then Sailor Moon going after her. Right. I think that could have been fun. I don't think it would have worked in Crystal, though I would have loved if he'd taken her and there yeah. had been, like, an individual scene between she and Kunzite, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> you can write that fan fiction thank later. Thank you, thank you. I already have. No, I haven't, but I might. <laughs> she will. She <laughs> will. She will. Um, but yeah, so all hell breaks loose. Uh, he takes the he takes the sword, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he takes the sword. In yeah, because yeah, in the manga, he takes the sword and Sailor and, Venus. In Crystal, he just takes the sword. And yeah. runs off. And runs off, and Sailor Moon goes running after him to yeah. try to stop him and get back the sword, which, of course, has the, like, words on it for how to create a proper seal and win this time. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Usagi goes chasing after him i wrote like the stakes here are for real for real because <laughs> uh-huh. they are because like we are seconds away from earth being totally fucked yeah. over our boyfriend is still possessed yeah yeah he's got the magic sword that we could use to save the, the world. world yeah yeah and all of our friends are knocked unconscious oh and surprise surprise usagi's not just like you can have the silver crystal stop hurting my friends yeah she's like no, bitch, I will fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure anybody in this situation, in this mm-hmm. universe, would know that that's not a solution. Yeah. Right. Well, and exactly. So what happens is They're she... They're willing to hurt your friends. They're not going to quit no. just because you give them no. something. Well, and yeah. she follows him to the Dark Kingdom. And so then all the other girls go to follow her. Mm-hmm. She ends up fighting Mamoru. And mm-hmm. they all end up fighting, They're fighting the fighting boyfriends! So oh. it's like... Oh, oh so I would have liked... More of individual battles between the I girls agree. and the Shitano. I, I kind know. of would have liked if it had ended as tragically. I mean, don't get me wrong. It ended tragically, but I I just, I don't know. I like the Buffy ending. That yeah. Actually, they like juxtaposed the two of them on Twitter. Uh, not on Twitter, on Tumblr. I saw a meme that was like, it wasn't a meme, but it was an image of like Buffy on one side and Sailor Moon on the other yeah. side. And it was like, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but mm. yeah, I would have liked, I would have liked that to happen for everybody. Like I said, like if they had done like a DD girl situation, but With it had the, been the yeah. girls fighting off each of and the shit. having to kill, like, I, like yeah. having the senshi have to kill their counterpart. Mm-hmm. God. I would have loved that. Awful. I would have loved that. I know. A sick twist. And by individual. I love it, I mean, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, I'm, I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible person it. and I want all the characters I love to suffer. Like, that's, yeah. that's me. Yep. I like emotional turmoil. What can I say? Yep. But what does happen is that the, the sailor senshi are fighting against the Shitano and Usagi is fighting against Mamoru and they like sense her own struggle and they're like, she's not giving up. Mm-hmm. She's still fighting. We have to do the same thing. Right. Even though they're all like, I don't really want to fight you because we were in love before. Right. But they're like, 
you know what? Our princess is doing it. We got to support her. We got to do the same. Mm -hmm. So this time when they use their sailor planet attack against the Shitano who are trying to kill them. And we, and one thing I did write down was that in the fight with the Shitano, they got a lot of the, um, foot explosions, like in pretty guardian sailor moon, there's a lot of explosions that start at people's feet. Yes. Like like, like power Rangers, just like power Rangers. Yeah. So the Shitano are fighting off again, are fighting against the four, um, Intercentry, and there are like foot explosions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they use Sailor Planet attack, and they actually do successfully like awaken them, awaken yeah. the Shitano's memories, uh, and it's kind of beautiful. Uh, oh. And just when you think they're all they about all to stop, kiss, they all stop fighting, and Kunzite and Venus oh, look at each other. That moment was so beautiful. And, and then they, say, they all, Kunzite. yeah. He, well, that's yeah. the thing is, is they're like all the Shitano are kind of coming to, and it's becoming clear that they probably know what's going on now and who yeah. they are. And then, and then they remember looks at, yeah, he, and he looks at sailor Venus and he says her name and then she still looks very concerned and then has this moment of relaxing and being like, Oh, Kunzite, okay. you're back. It's all good. And then they get fucking, fucking killed. Crushed. Torched. Just destroyed. Oh my Boom. God. Natalia's like, Oh, okay. Y'all are useless now. Death. Just Awful. blasted into mm-hmm. a crater. Oblivion. Which some people, and I, and I'm understandably so, were kind of like, well, if Metallica can just do that, like, wh- why doesn't she just do that to the Sailor Senshi as well? I have a theory. Mm. I, I do too. You go first. I believe that um, the only way she can do that is um, if it's something that she has had power over before. Oh. That's That was my theory, That's exactly. That's not a bad theory. Because you, I mean, we saw earlier in this episode, like when Queen Beryl loses her power, she disintegrates. Yeah. So the Shitano were already very closely linked to Metalia. They were very much integrated into yeah. her. So they were sort of a part of her in a way. And yeah. so she's able to just shed them. Mm. I like that theory. I think that works. Uh, it's still really But it sad. was really devastating because then the girls are like, De- crying. Like crying. I mean, realistically, so yeah. I thought. But like, yeah. oh shit, we just don't, watched all of our boyfriends get murdered. Right, but once again, they're immediately like, we have to this carry fight, on. Yeah. This fight isn't over. <laughs> Give me the fight <laughs> to carry on. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, I might watch that Deke dub for the last episode <laughs> just so I can have that that yeah song. that song is pretty darn good. You're gonna have to ignore all ignore all the ghost inspirational voices. Oh yeah, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I the voices of the Shitano do like speak to the Senshi and they're like, "Don't cry," you know. They tell them be proud mm-hmm. and confident. Oh no, that's her mom. Sorry. Yeah, while the Shitano are like being encouraging to the girls. Oh yeah, Soggy has the vision of her mom, of of Queen Serenity. Yeah, and and Mm -hmm. she says, "Be proud and confident." Yeah, and fucking a, we have a show for girls mm -hmm, telling girls to be proud and confident. Also, the ghosts of the Shitano, they um, their voices Mm -hmm. come to as the girls are grieving next to like the death crater Mm -hmm. from where they were. (laughs) The voices of like Mm -hmm. their their lost loves say, "Stand up, princess is waiting for you." Not Mm. your princess. Princess, it's princess, like the like their princess, the princess, yeah. like yeah. stand up. You have work to do from like a yeah. mom. <laughs> well, I mean, it just goes back to like the idea that all of these characters put their like duty above everything else. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're freaking soldiers. Mm-hmm. They're guardians. Yeah. This is a calling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and, and and Usagi's fight with Mamoru, like, I loved how 
she try she really does try to not have to really battle him. Like she yeah. tries to use moon healing escalation and she tries to be like, remember me? Here's this watch. It's yours. Yeah, we and we're going we to trade and- things. And then it is when she hears the voice of her mom being like, stand proud, be confident, yeah. do what you need to do that. She decides there is yeah. nothing else she can do. Yeah. And then I wrote the note. <laughs> Speaking of Buffy, <laughs> I wrote, Oh God, it's becoming part two. Yeah. AKA the mm-hmm. season two mm-hmm. finale. Yeah. Don't you hate it when your loved one is possessed by the devil and you have to kill them to save all of mankind? It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, it has notes mm-hmm. of, if anyone wants to play the Buffy reference game, <laughs> it's, it, this has notes of Becoming, which is the end of season two where mm-hmm. Buffy has to kill Angel. Angel. It also has a lot of similarities to um, the finale of season six when Willow is possessed Mm -hmm. Uh and she's going to resurrect a temple to kill everyone and Xander... I know. Who has no powers, appeals to her. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's like the first part of this fight she is attempting to appeal to Mamaru's mm-hmm. humanity and then it's and then we go back to season two of Buffy yeah. and it's like Which there is, is no choice I um, and I, I think also in terms of like the inspiration of this character it's really good to remember mm-hmm. um, the uh, in Becoming Part 2 mm-hmm. Angel has a thing where he's talking to her because he's evil and he's taunting mm-hmm. her and he's saying after I take away all your friends and all your stuff like what's left and she he tries to stab her and she stops a sword with her hands mm-hmm. and she says me and that's yeah. what this is. This is Usagi. And her, her mom is talking to her and she's like, the only thing left to solve this problem is, is you. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. And so she, so she takes the magic sword and, and shanks she stabs him. him. And then, and then shanks she stabs herself. herself. Yeah. Which in the manga, I didn't realize that she had stabbed herself in that last panel right away. Oh, yeah. Because the way it's drawn, it kind of just looks like she's pulled the sword out yeah. of him. Yeah, it's, it's true. It but, does. But when, but... I watched, when I watched the episode of Crystal and she stabbed yeah. herself, I went, wait, wait. And then I went back and looked at the manga and I was <laughs> like, like, oh, oh no, she yeah, she does stab herself. herself. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because the way it's drawn, it just looks like she's pulled it out. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that completely. And so I was just like, hold on a second. Yeah. Though nothing will ever be as beautiful as this moment uh, as portrayed in L'Oreal Conquista. Oh, L'Oreal Conquista. (laughs) Her monologue Uh. about how... Because basically she stabs him and she doesn't immediately stab herself. She has like a monologue of this will be reborn again. And mm-hmm. I'll find you in the next life. Oh, yeah. God, I can't wait. Till oh, we, the I, can't, I can't wait until we have a Larry Conquista. I know episode. we talk about it a lot. If guys watch it, that is, watch it, watch, watch it. it. And we're going to have a really great episode. And we will, about yeah, it. we'll talk about nothing but that musical and you'll be happy that you watched it. Mm-hmm. You will be. So, yeah, that's how uh, this episode Crystal went down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, we were, and it's all of the, and at that point, too, like all of the Sailor Century are like racing to get to her because they are afraid that this yeah. is going to happen again because this is exactly how it went down right. in the past. And everyone is trying to stop the past from repeating itself. And we see them failing here. And that's a big theme in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. And we see them failing in Pretty Guardian yeah. Sailor Moon as well. Yep. Um, so, a lot has happened in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, yeah. even though, like, the main episode we're talking about here is going to be episode 48, which is the second to last episode of that uh, series. Mm-hmm. We're basically covering the second to last episode of all of the series in terms of, like, story arcs. Sailor Moon Crystal 
will carry over. Like episode 13 will mostly wrap up that storyline, but then episode 14 is fully like, wraps yeah. it up and then starts the beginning of the next storyline. Cause that's how the manga was. Like right. the manga was just continuous. Right. Uh, but anyway, in, uh, in pretty guardian sailor moon, uh, in the episode before this, Two very significant things happened oh. in episode 47. Oh, my God. Uh, number one, Mamoru decided to... So, Mamoru, as we discussed in the previous episode, has this crystal in his body mm-hmm. that is killing him. An evil arrowhead. <laughs> An evil arrowhead. That's Thanks, great. little Ricky. <laughs> Thank you. And the, the more he <laughs> dies, the more his essence is sucked into a painting. Yep. <laughs> and that painting is basically complete at this point. Yep. And he decides that... Because Metallia is getting stronger and stronger. He's like, well, I'm going to die anyway. Yeah. If I take Metallia into my body and I die, will Metallia die with me? I feel like there's another story like that. I do too, but I can't. But I can't think of it right now. Yeah, me neither. I mean, it's kind of Green Mile, John Coffee in a way. A little bit, yeah. But there's another... There is something else where somebody yeah, like yeah. takes something evil in themselves, uh, and if then you can think of what it is, killed. Please tweet or Facebook. <laughs> it's at driving us. me nuts. You <laughs> might remember it before we it. do. Yeah. So he chose to take Metallia into his body. Queen Beryl tried to stop him, uh, mm. but he was like, "Nope, I'm doing it." So yeah. he does, and then she's like, "You can leave the Dark Kingdom now. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> you weren't scaring me. <laughs> yeah. So bye bye. Yeah." yeah. Uh, and the other thing that happened in the uh, last episode is that Sailor Venus died of glamour cancer. Yeah. And it sounds ridiculous. But it's really but upsetting. I've this episode four times, and I, like, ugly cry and sob every single it's time. It's just really upsetting and- because she... Minako is basically mm-hmm. saying like, oh, I'm going for this checkup because I'm going to have surgery to remove my glamour cancer. Like, don't worry about it. La, la. That, that yeah. surgery is happening later. This is just a checkup. This is just a checkup to make sure that it's all about good. It. And then like, she fucking like dies. Yeah. I'm under the impression that she really was going to get the surgery, but she, I mean, she knew from the get go that like there was a very good chance it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. So yeah, like to keep everyone's minds off of freaking out about, Oh, she's gone in for the surgery. She's like, I'm just going in for a checkup. And then she dies during the surgery. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was a, I feel like it was like, Mm a dying animal situation yeah. and she realized she was going to die before the surgery happened so she yeah. went off to be alone. Ooh. Yeah. Like like straight up dying cat mm-hmm. got under the porch to like be by itself oh. and die alone. Yeah. Like that's what I think went down. Because uh, I'm horrible like that. So, yeah. so that's all happened before episode before 48. Before episode 48 which yeah. is um, what we're going to focus on yeah. now. So when that episode opens mm. Minako is dead. She's and dead. And everybody's yep. dealing with it. And Mamoru shows up mm-hmm. and Usagi's just kind of wandering the streets and she's like Mamoru what are you doing here? Yeah. And she because in the previous episode he basically has told her like stop feeling your feelings of anger anytime you feel angry or sad just smile just be a fool yeah. and smile because you're going to fuel queen metallia if you, if you don't. don't so she is doing that yeah and then he shows up and he's and she's not crying or mourning or anything and he's like no you can be sad around me like don't Stop being strong. Like, yeah. cry already. You don't have to be strong with me. Yeah. And then she, like, falls in she his does. arms on the bridge. Oh, 
It's this uh, show is cheesy and I love it, but it's moments like this when I mm-hmm. stop and realize what a good actress this girl is. She's the girl so who plays Usagi is phenomenal because She's she really tears good. my heart out in this scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they're like driving on his motorcycle and she's like, I don't, how did you get back? back. Yeah. And he's like, it's fine. Starting tomorrow, we'll be able to see each other whenever we want. And she's like, okay, <sighs> uh, great. And then he tells her that like he took Metalia into his body. So she doesn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's like, I handled it. I handled Yeah, exactly. But he's yeah. like, I handled it. Metallica's taken care of. But then <laughs> when they're driving... He, it's, I'm pregnant with evil. It's fine. It's fine. Nothing's going to bust out of my chest or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it worked. It's, it's gonna fine. Be okay. it's, it's all sorted. Not uh, a big deal. But he does say to her, so if somebody... Tried to destroy yeah. the planet, you'd stop them, right? Like, not just, like, if anybody, like, if anybody, like, you mm-hmm. know, someone maybe you knew. Yeah. <laughs> that might you, have, that like, you, like, made out with once yeah, or that, twice. That is, like, In a silhouette. <laughs> literally possessed by, like, the embodiment of mm-hmm. nega evil. Uh, you, I mean, just, you'd handle Theoretically, that. you would, like, kill Take that Take care person. of that, yeah. right? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, of course. Of course I would. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? Yeah, totally. Uh, no, no reason. No, just no reason. Just, Let's just, just ride asking. around on the bike. Yeah. Just asking. So he basically takes her home. And then the next scene is like him in the like mega forest, basically. Yeah. Uh, also, where Kunzite has tried and failed to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Can we, um, okay, so I very recently saw Into the Woods. Okay. Oh, but I, I feel, yes. I feel like there are so many characters in the woods in this mm-hmm. scene. They're mm-hmm. about to, like, break out into, like, a Sondheim ensemble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, into I the agree. Woods. Into the woods. Into the woods. Like, uh, Cinderella's just gonna run through in the yeah, background. Yeah. <laughs> and then pursued by the baker's wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, I mean, Kunzite's there. Mamaru's there. <laughs> Mio is there. there. Little Sock Ricky's there. Little Ricky's yeah. there. Yeah. And they like all, and it's true, like gradually they add more characters to the scene. Like more and more people it just is. keep showing up. It is. It's like a, a Sondheim patter song mm-hmm. waiting to happen. Yeah. But the reason that um, Usagi and Mio are there is <laughs> because <laughs> Mio just shows up to her house and kidnaps her. her, autographs her brother's belly, yeah. and kidnaps her. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that is 100% That's exactly what exactly what goes down. So then uh, Usagi and Mio show up where Kunzite and Mamoru are having a fight. Well, Prince Endymion, he's wearing the, the outfit with, lampshades. with the lampshade epaulets. I actually wrote down, I was like, both Kunzite and Endymion need to calm down with those epaulets. Uh, like, uh, their outfits need just a few pieces. <laughs> like I said, I just want to jump into the screen, yeah. run through, and just tear them off yeah (laughs) well and it's when they're fighting that usagi and kunzite both realize that mamaru's plan (coughs) was to die yeah with metalia inside of him be it because the crystal kills him right he went to the woods because he wanted kunzite to kill him yeah yeah and kunzite is willing to oblige until Until he realizes that yes and and meanwhile, in the previous episode, yeah. Queen Beryl has given Little Ricky a sword because mm-hmm. Little Ricky fights with like a tiny dagger usually. But Little yeah. Ricky gets Aww. a sword. He gets a big boy sword. He gets a big boy sword. <laughs> and Queen Beryl is like, Take you care have it. to kill Endymion yeah. no matter what. So Jedite goes with the plan of killing Endymion, and when he goes to stab him, Kunzite steps in the way. Oh my god, that scene. Because Kunzite 
when he realized that Endymion was willing to take Metallica into his body and sacrifice to, himself and sacrifice yeah. himself for the planet, he was which Kuz not, like was mad at Endymion because yeah. he's like, you gave up everything the planet for a girl. You gave up on all of us. You yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. And then he realized that that, wasn't the case at all. Like yeah. this time, he, like, yeah, it's like, you're willing to sacrifice your life to save this planet. I was wrong. Yeah. Right. And then he gets, he gets, uh, I wrote down big trouble in little China shanked by little. <laughs> I wrote that too. And then I wrote that too. I wrote, he got pet rocked. Mm -hmm. He did he get pet, pet rocked. rocked. It's true. I did write little Ricky shanks, big trouble. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a really upsetting um, scene. Yeah, Kunzite's death scene very was sad. very, it's really very sad. sad. And, and then he they, he has mm -hmm. a moment where um uh he sees himself as his human self right, before, before his he memory awakens. when he was just a nice guy who had a nice house and he sees himself just looking out his window, being a normal yeah. and being happy, <sighs> and then it fades away and he dies and it's he turns into a so, stone. It turns into a so pet rock. Sad. <sighs> Because I I was really mm -hmm. emotionally involved in the fact that Kunzite had like a life. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's almost kind of like in Supernatural. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've gone off the deep end since yeah. this, but uh, like when uh, before Jimmy Novak becomes Cass, he's <gasps> married yes. and has a kid. Mm -hmm. Yes, before he becomes the the body for Castiel, yeah. he is a married mm -hmm. man with children, and he loses. And he all loses of that. All of that. And essentially and, dies and never, to become and an angel. And never gets it back. Yeah. It's yeah. like that. Kunzite had a it's life. So sad. And that version of himself died as soon as he got his memories back. And when he's dying, he becomes that again. And he- Even if it is just for like a and second. And he was so uh, dismissive of his, his uh, reincarnated self. He's like, nah, that doesn't matter. I'm me again. And yeah. then yeah. when he's dying, his mm -hmm. moment of comfort is to be is himself- that, Is to be that guy again. In yeah. his nice, normal house. Yeah. The, am the nice <sighs> amnesic man who- <sighs> Usagi and Mamaru accidentally reawakened. Yeah. Uh, it was sad. Well, and then after he dies, Mamaru decides that he just needs to kill himself. Yeah. To ensure that Metalia definitely dies. But Metalia has other plans. Yeah. Just like Metalia wouldn't let Kunzai kill himself. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mamaru stabs himself, but doesn't work out. So then no. the uh, Mega uh, Forest uh, didn't fades. say the magic word. <sighs> The Nega Forest fades into a red screen. Uh, yeah, it, lo then, it, it looks like a window screen yeah, saver. And, and then suddenly they're in that field that they that always have field, fights in. Yeah, we're, and it's the field mm -hmm. that we only go to when we need to like have explosions. pyrotechnics. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So they're back in the field of explosions and, uh, <laughs> and Usagi and Mio are there and they're like, what happened? Well, I yeah. don't know. And then in the distance, oh man, this figure starts progressing towards yeah. them. And he's out of focus at he's first. He's out of focus and you're at like, first. What is what happening? happening? And then we realize that it is Mamaru now fully possessed by Metalia. Uh, I like to call him mm. Mamotalia. 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 That's what I've been calling I like him. It. <laughs> also, um, I love what headbands Hot Topic sells. <laughs> Do they? Okay, so I, these days, <laughs> because Endymion... <laughs> As Mamotalia <laughs> is wearing a fantastic gothic like, headband. I, the entire time that we've been watching th this show, you guys have been like, oh, this Mamaru is like so hot. And I'm like, no, guys, I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> this is the moment. 
This moment when he is strutting through the forest in all black, or the field rather, in all black with this ridiculous shoulder horn and this bitchin' sword. And his goth elf shoes. And his goth elf shoes. I am so turned on by it. I, I'm just like, I'd hit it. I... I would hit it. You're a Mama Talia fan. I would ride that evil even Mama Talia dick. I would. Even with the snarly face that he always uh, Yeah, he does have a serious case of Billy Idol lip, though. <laughs> or Stallone yeah. lip. Yeah. It's some serious oh, Stallone love, lip. Love. Like, over, yeah. like, during over-the-top arm arm wrestling to prove your dignity oh. to your child yeah. lip. But um, you know what? It's okay. Uh, that That... That it works outfit, for you, yeah. man. I <laughs> and uh, Mio wow. is like, peace out. Oh, this is bad. I'm leaving. I'm gonna go. And he zips around, is in front of her, and we see Mio freak get out, real scared. I loved that because Mio wow. has been so like unshaken by she's such everything. a shit. She's our, she's like our Loki. She's our trickster yeah. god. Yeah. Like, eh, whatever. She can peace out of anything, and she's like, I'm out. And then he mm. blocks her. And she gets scared. And she and starts runs away. running. And, and she cries out for Usagi she, to save her. She says, save me, Usagi. And then he blows mm-hmm. her the fuck up. Yup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mio's last words are, save, save me, Usagi. Usagi. And also, um, just uh, a side note back to our last episode, which um, I thought was really interesting, is in the last episode, when Usagi mm-hmm. saw her, mm-hmm. she called her Mio-chan. She did, so and, and even then she when, goes, but you were working for the Dark Kingdom. So even when she knows she's an enemy, Usagi was still, like, <clears throat> willing to, willing to. Yeah, it's like she still friend. used a term of affection because she was like, yeah. you used to be my friend. And so now this girl dies running to her for help and is just <clears throat> done. Annihilated. Yeah. Done. Holy yep. shit. Well, and then Usagi decides... She's like, Mamaru, I'm going to save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she tries to use the moonstick and he breaks he it. He breaks it. He, he blows bre- it up. He blows it. It shatters. It straight up just shatters into a million it's pieces. It's so intense. It's Dude. so intense. And all the other, uh, and all the other um, senshi end up showing up um, and they're oh, all fighting first, with Mamaru. Yeah. First they go to, they run into Beryl. Oh, yeah. And they're like, we want the princess Oh, that's back. right. They go to the Dark Kingdom and they confront Beryl. And, and Beryl's like, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, this goes back to what I was saying in the last episode about how like Beryl a while ago honestly at this point in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon like accepted that like she lost control out of all of it yeah yeah Yeah. and all she really can do now is wait for it to end horribly yeah Yeah. it's a runaway train she's like I fucked up Mm -hmm. she's like hey guess what my boss took over Mm -hmm. uh my boyfriend uh and the world is ending now Yep. So I'm not going to fight you. Mm-hmm. You, we're all dead anyway. Yeah. I have no more beef with you or the princess. So good. Oh, oh my god, the emotion. It's yeah, so, so they crazy. they show up to join in on uh, trying to keep Usagi safe. Mama Talia, yeah, from Mama Talia because you know uh, Usagi doesn't have a moonstick anymore. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. basically, Mama Talia, basically hits them so hard that they are knocked out of their transformation. I know, I know. <laughs> That's how you know shit is real in Pretty it's Guardian like Sailor Moon. You, you punch the knocked- highlights out of her hair. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. When you punch someone back into their civilian clothing. Yeah. Shit, son. And Dude. Then, and then in a show that is basically like, as soon as someone's knocked on the ground, they're like off limits. Yeah. In mm-hmm. most of these fights, he 
is rounding in on Jupiter yeah. and it's going to like cut her head mm-hmm. off or something. Yeah. Like he's like, mm-hmm. oh, look, you're helpless. I'm going to smush you. Yeah. yeah. And then Usagi's like, no. No, yeah. that's not. And she picks going. up. Yeah. Well, sword. she goes to try to fight him and she ends up like, she's starting to progress towards him and she yeah. like steps on the sword and she realizes this is how it has to go. I down. do still have a weapon. This is how it has to go down. It's his sword. Like yeah, his, his sword that Mamaru's he unsuccessfully sword, yeah. attempted to stab himself with that has also been transported out of the nega forest mm-hmm. back to the field of explosions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so she finds it and, and she picks it up and the scene of oh, her man. advancing to kill him with that sword is amazing because she is in denial about it. Yeah. But not real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it's that quiet reserve of, I can't believe that this is how it's going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. But I know it is. And I'm just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. I'm going to have to do it and deal with the fact that I don't want it to happen later. Yeah. yeah. And then the Jedi ghost of Mamoru yeah, shows appears up to her and, and helps her lift the sword. Uh, I was really emotional during that part. I stopped writing notes because I was <laughs> crying so much. I, uh, I couldn't even cry because I was just so angry that I was feeling feelings. <laughs> Like this scene, (laughs) let me explain to you how good this scene is. In spite of the fact that it's in a level field and Mm -hmm. they're they're, um, the space work in terms of where people are running from and to is like Monty. So confusing. It's like that scene from Monty Python where he's running towards the guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it's like. And you're like, how far away are you? Yeah, and he's like, and then also he's just right there. Yeah. Um, There's (laughs) no sense of distance in where these people are. And I don't care. Yeah. Because it's so sad. so beautiful. You're like, I am aware that the spatial work is terrible garbage and I am crying so hard because it's so sad and so beautiful I don't yeah I don't care yeah it's amazing and (sighs) I could watch this a hundred times and still cry every time yeah it's really and and very much like it happens where the crystal appears initially out of her tears she's a tear like energizes the sword Mm -hmm. and she charges at him and she runs him through straight up yeah yeah. And that's how the episode ends. That's how the episode that's fucking ends. That's the end, oh, that's the end I, of the episode. Oh. I was so mad. <laughs> it's, uh... It is uh, so funny because I have seen this episode and the one before it where Sailor Venus dies, like I said earlier, like at least three times. Still, yeah. just tears everywhere. It's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just really good storytelling. Yeah. And I mean, as fantastical and everything as as it is, but everybody's had. I mean, I mean, if you're lucky, it's when you're much, much older. But everybody's had a friend who has died. Yeah, at some point in your life, everybody has had a relationship that did not work the way that you needed it to. Mm-hmm. This is an extreme case where your loved one very is extreme. possessed by very, very extreme, by space but, Satan. Yeah, but yeah. you know, everyone has had these experiences in their life at some point and it's just so heart-wrenching to yeah. like, watch it go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, especially think, for somebody so young. Exactly. I think that really speaks to why Sailor Moon means so much to so many people is there are so many yeah, experiences. Like, everyone has had friends that made them a team. Mm-hmm. Everyone has mm-hmm. felt moments where they felt powerful in a situation where they thought they didn't have any power. Yeah. Everyone has lost people everyone yeah. has um had heartbreak um and i 
out of any version of this show, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon taps into all of that. Mm-hmm. I agree totally because Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon does focus a lot on their civilian lives. Whereas yeah. in the additional episodes, quote unquote, filling out the story in the <laughs> 90s anime, which they were not, they were formulaic filler episodes. Yeah. They were, they mm-hmm. did not serve to further the story at all or even or further the character even I would agree even really in my opinion I don't think they offered a lot of character development I know there are people who would disagree with me on that but I just don't see no. it I, I find the characters in the 90s anime to be very two-dimensional they are the same people in the last episode mm. that they were in the first in the, in the first, first yeah there's not a lot of growth mm. uh whereas in pretty guardian sailor moon they use that time to really grow the characters and mm-hmm. it is there. It, it, we talked about this in the last episode. There is a lot of it that is about the differing perspectives on the past life and why they have been reincarnated mm-hmm. in this life. And one of the big things that actually happens in this episode is Ray finally goes, I do believe that we were reincarnated to stop what happened in the last life from mm-hmm. happening again. So I'm going to do that no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, and they all agree that, mm-hmm they might not be able to save yeah. Usagi. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm getting teary-eyed. I'm getting really teary-eyed like thinking this about is, it right now. Like for the audience at home, uh, I listened to the soundtrack for the Heather's musical in my car on the way home and cried because it's really good. Got home, was like, all right, I'm going to really pull it together and record this episode. And then we watched Pretty Guardian, Sailor Moon, and I cried again. (laughs) So I am surprised I do not sound like I have a cold right now because I have probably spent about an hour and a half today crying. Yeah. Based on things that happen in fictional fictional girl worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Except we're all crying right now. For real, for real, because that website that we got all of our sailor room says Amma has disappeared. Can I? I just. I'm uh, gonna refind it. I'm gonna find yeah. them on YouTube, and oh, I'm sure they're. We'll all link there. them up, and somebody's and made you guys, a you guys will be able to get your your fill of Sailor Moon PSAs again soon. I mean, I can't. I can't mm-hmm. even begin to fathom what mm-hmm. they could have made a PSA about for this one with the I, yeah. with the DD girls. <laughs> Sometimes your friends get killed and it sucks, but remember. <laughs> well, I, I just oh, want to take a wild, a wild guess. And if we ever find mm. it again, I'm going to say uh, it's something like this. In this episode of Sailor Moon, everybody learned that confidence helps you do your best. Believe in yourself and don't let anyone get in your way. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably that as well. But like with footage of all of them mm-hmm. like dying, dying horribly. Yeah. Except it's probably something to do with like saving the planet and conserving yeah, water. Yeah, that's what I was about to I was like, <laughs> it, it would make sense if it was that, but it is most likely about recycling yeah. again. <laughs> hey kids, there's a hole in the ozone layer and we need to fix it. Sailor <laughs> Moon says. Otherwise, polar bears and other ice creatures might die. die. Yeah, that's definitely So it. make sure that you recycle and don't use, what are those, uh, aerosol cans. <laughs> I mean, we we already had a PSA like that. I know. But I'm pretty sure that they'd repeat uh, it. Why would that stop them from doing it? Yeah. I know. I or know. it'll be something about hygiene. Let's get rid of it. Uh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. So I don't we're know. probably not missing out on too much. And uh, one day we will find the answer and we will share it all with you and your lives will be 
all the better for it. We promise. <laughs> but in the meantime, guys, this is going to conclude this episode of Love and Justice. Uh, Lolo, how can we find you on the internet? I am at Unwinona on Twitter. I'm on Tumblr, Unwinona. Basically, look up Unwinonas. If you find an Unwinona, I am it. Kelby? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Feminerdity and then on Tumblr and Instagram, Feminerdity. Awesome. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Emma Fife. I'm also at Emma Fife on Instagram and Pinterest. There's an Emma Fife Facebook page. That's also me. Um, can we just start you some sort of handle that's yeah. just Fife, 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 Yeah. So wherever yeah. Emma Fife's are sold. Yeah. My, my last name is 60% Fs. So, you know. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Which was something, it, it which really was something is. we realized um, when uh, we were signing on to one of the episodes of the face-off wrap-up show that I host for AfterBuzz. Elena, um, one of the hosts, started it with, hello, fellow face-off fans. Hope that you guys like this show. And also, alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> we need to buy you the Twitter handle, 60% Fs. Fs. Yep. I think so. That probably, I don't know if it exists. I'm going to look it up. I should... Uh, I'm pretty sure you've got the market cornered yes. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, that's yours for sure. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, find me on the internet. Also, um, watch me on the Face Off wrap-up show for AfterBuzz TV. That's on AfterBuzzTV.com. You can watch it streaming live at 8.05 p.m. approximately Pacific time on Thursday nights. You can also find it on YouTube and on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, Lola, you want to recap the little contest that's happening for you not uh, little it's huge yeah, it's huge it's a, it's a big old deal uh blumhouse book of nightmares um i believe the voting will still be open when this episode is on mm-hmm. um if not you can either congratulate me or console me <laughs> uh what it is is uh, uh a collection of urban horror stories from the company that brought you movies like insidious and the conjuring and other things that kept you up at night they are they had a writing contest they out of over 200 stories they selected six uh finalists and they are allowing people to vote on the winner that will be included in the anthology of urban horror that is coming out from double day books uh you have to vote <laughs> to decide what the best story is mine is called shirt waste the word shirt the word waste is in the Put midsection of together, the body the mm-hmm. midsection of the body and uh you can find that on uh blumhouse you can find that just Type in Blumhouse Book of Nightmares. You'll find the contest if it's still open and vote for Shirtwaist. If you get lost looking for it, go to Twitter, type in Shirtwaist. I took over the hashtag. Yay. (laughs) And sadly, Kelby won't actually be able to attend the convention that she has been working on a project for. But Kelby, you want to tell us about your project for <laughs> Gallifrey One, yes. the premier Doctor Who convention. Yes, Woo! yes. So on uh, Valentine's weekend, Woo! thank you. I love having background yeah. music. Uh, so for Valentine's weekend is when Gallifrey One goes down. It is the Doctor Who con in SoCal. Uh, it's over by LAX. And I am currently making a monster with uh, a friend, with two friends of mine, and it's going to be Davros, the creator of the Daleks, but uh, Tom Baker era Davros, so old school Davros. So uh, it's not going to be entered in the masquerade. Uh, it'll just be on the con floor on Saturday. So I, I unfortunately will not be there to see that go down, but I will have made it. So if you see an old school Davros zooming around in a power chair, I, I made that. Take a picture of it. 
hashtag it love and justice <laughs> and share it with us. Yeah. yeah. And be I, sure yeah. to tweet it at LNJPod, which is our Twitter yep. handle. Yes. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We like having Twitter followers. We really, we, we really do. We are a fan of it. Yeah. And we're we, a fan uh, of you being a fan of us. We post links to all of our new episodes there as well as on our Facebook page and also on our Tumblr. And we all tweet and Facebook and Instagram, etc., on all of our own personal things mm-hmm. as well. So follow at Ellen Pod on Twitter. You'll find links to everything you need for all of your love and justice needs. <laughs> And we will invade your ears via the powers of the internet again soon. Hopefully with less crying. (laughs) (laughs) I promise nothing. (laughs) 